Cyber Beer Podcast. This is your podcast about all things beer and beer reviews. This is the first edition of the Beers from Lockdown edition where I will be reviewing a box of beer from Beer 52. And we're starting with the first box of beer I got from Beer 52 back in May of 2019. And these are beers from Down the Danube. So let's take you back to the beginning and explain how this all started. Exactly one year ago, on Saturday the 12th of April 2019, I attended Liverpool's Bummed Out Church Beer Festival at St Luke's the Bummed Out Church on Lee Street in Liverpool. While I was there I had a great time, it was my first time I'd been to that particular beer festival. And one of the things they had there, as well as at the Craft Beer Assembly in November, were vouchers for a free box of beer from Beer 52. These were out on all the tables. So I picked one up and I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. And I got my free box of beer and it sat there. And it sat there. And then my free month elapsed and I paid for another box and, an, and another box arrived. And that sat there as well. And these boxes of beer turned up once a month. I occasionally opened one and told my Periscope viewers what the contents were. But I never actually drank any. I never actually reviewed anything out of the box. But now I looked at what was coming up on the website. I logged into my created account, logged in, looked at what was coming up. I paused my subscription for a couple of months. So you can have a one month break from, from the beers. Paused my subscription for a month, a couple of times. Eventually, my stack of boxes of beer was getting higher and higher and higher. But I wasn't doing anything with them, they were just sitting there. And then, COVID-19 hit. And I put myself in self-isolation. And as I was in self-isolation, I couldn't get out to the pubs. And then the pubs closed. So I thought, what am I going to do? Because because um, I've got a radio show to do, a beer-based radio show for We're a Wave. Um, we'll talk more about that in a little while. I thought, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Hang on. I've got all these boxes of beer from Beer 52. So I started opening these boxes and reviewing these boxes of beer. And that is the content I'm going to bring you now. Those reviews and a little bit of extended content that didn't make it into my radio show. So I can be a little more flexible with the podcast, both content-wise and time-wise. I'm not restricted to an hour, it's uh, preferable, but not necessarily uh, necessary. We stick within the hour's guideline I have from the radio programme. So just who are Beer 52? I'll give you a quick lowdown on them before we go into the beers. Beer 52 is an online bottle store based out of Edinburgh, Scotland and is the world's largest beer subscription service. This is the other thing, as well as selling individual beers online, we also offer a beer subscription service. So for £25 a month, you get a box of eight beers, which is where this podcast is coming from. So I've found their section here. So, Founded back in the summer of 2013, Beer 52 was inspired by a motorcycle trip that founded... This guy's got a very famous name. 
that our founder James Brown took with his dad. Stopping at breweries in Belgium along the way, he found his love for craft beer. He set out to visit a new country every month in search of the best beers, and his friend Fraser jumped on board, and since then, Beer 52 has become the world's most popular beer club. It's very good, you get eight beers a month, plus a very nice, probably expensive to produce, glossy magazine called Ferment, which is approximately 100 pages, and tells you the stories behind the beer, which is what I'll be reading from on the front of these reviews. And their contributors include beer industry stalwarts such as Melissa Cole, Roger Protz, Matt Curtis, Pete Brown and Mark Dredge. I know three of those names. They also partner with small breweries to occasionally bring us some exclusive beers. So let's see what happened when I went down the Danube with Beer 52. Our first stop on this trip down the Danube is Germany and a brewery called Yankee and Kraut. When an American homebrewing fanatic and a German beer enthusiast started toying with the idea of opening a brewery, the first thing the American did was plan to enter a prestigious competition with his first ever dry hop beer. Brian France is the Yankee in Yankee and Kraut and had previously only perfected beers he most loved. Wheat beers, a toast to Bavaria. But then again, he'd never really done anything the conventional way. He started brewing at his home in Reno, Nevada when he was just 17. It's pretty impossible to get a decent Bavarian beer in the US, Brian said. So I started making my own when I was 17, which is well below the legal drinking age. But I'd been trying all kinds of beer since I was 13. My mum would help me get a hold of them so I could try them. Of course, college came around, but for Brian, this meant more opportunities to try beer. And we're better for that in the USA than Colorado. When I went to school in Colorado to study biology and chemistry, I did a bit of brewing, but the culture there was insane. More or less just enjoyed the beer there, rather than brewed it myself. When I moved back home to finish my studies, that's when I went insane with it. I went directly out and bought two chest freezers to convert. One for a controlled fermentation and one for a six-tap kegerator. All this was in my room at my parents' house. I usually had four beers of my own on tap. Then I moved out and rented a place. And I still always had six beers on tap. It became a tradition to have everyone round for a Sunday fun day. Cooking some food and drinking some of the beer I'd made. Once Brian's studies were over, he had some serious future planning to do. And brewing had become more important to him than he ever thought it would. I was supposed to become a dentist, but after travelling the world and making friends all over, I decided to throw that idea out the window. I moved to Ingolstadt in Bavaria, where I could live on a friend's couch for free. I learned German and got a job teaching English, and I'm still there now. That friend with the couch was Max Senna, who puts the kraut in Yankee and Kraut. Brian would talk about setting up bars or brewing for real, and Max would go along with the fantasy, talking in more and more detail about the places they'd run and the beers they'd make. Then one day, Brian came to the end of his patience with his steady job. I said to Max, if you think we could do this, let's just do it. And he said, okay. I called up the University of God. This is the one I always struggle with in the beer names. Why Heston fun the next day to join their brewing course and quit my job and that was that. There wasn't much pressure for a brewing virtuoso however. 
That wasn't enough pressure for a brewing virtuoso, however. That's when Brian decided to enter a prestigious brewing competition run by a top German brewery, as per the recommendation of a guy on his course. Within two weeks, someone convinced me to partner up with him to enter a competition. He told me it would be a good experience, and as he hadn't really brewed much, I didn't think much of it, and signed up. I found out later, it was a very formal competition at Weihestefan Brewery. As you do. Later on, Brian also found out he had to present the recipe to the judges and the sponsors, 30 minutes before he had to do so. Had he written one? What do you think? I wasn't expecting any of it, so I kind of threw a recipe together and went down there. Luckily, they liked it. We were allowed to take a place. After that, we did well in the first round and made it to the finals, which is the highest you could get in that competition. The recipe was for a double dry hops IPA, first Brian had ever written, first beer style he'd ever brewed. It's really absurd. When I was living in the US, IPAs were developing. Having a ton of bitterness was the aim. People were trying to, were trying to say that they had 2,000 IBUs, even though we knew chemically that was impossible. And I didn't like that. Once I moved over here, I enjoyed getting more from aroma of the hops. And I like that other breweries were experimenting with that too. It's kind of embarrassing that I didn't experiment with hops before I got here. Flaunting the Rheinheimgespot. Okay, I'm just going to pause there for a minute. For those of you who don't know, there are two countries in the world that have a beer purity law. And that's Germany and the Isle of Man. The Rheinheimgespot is the German beer purity law. And we'll go more into that another time. Yankee and Kraut started contract brewing on the 25th of February 2016 and is now well into its third year. Brian and Max have developed a few philosophies to live and to brew by. We don't brew anything we don't want to drink ourselves, said Brian. Also, we don't actively keep costs down, we overdo everything we do and we don't scrimp on anything. It keeps it fun. The pair are also committed to using local ingredients from their malt to their hops, which are grown by a local farmer who's even developing his own unique pellets to maximise the aromas Brian and Max crave. On top of this, they almost have the pick of breweries they can brew from, in a part of the world that values beer highly. It's not always easy being a craft brewery in Bavaria though, Brian explains. It's tricky. We're actually from the Reihinger spot and trying to brew craft beer. The Rohingya spot is still law in Bavaria, so what we're doing is often technically illegal. I could go to jail for it. It's crazy actually. A bunch of synthetic things like PVPP, used for binding phenols, are allowed, but wild strawberries, no way. Even so, Brian's ready to develop the brewery into bricks and mortar. We definitely want to build our own brewery, but we're waiting until the perfect opportunity falls into our hands, Brian explains. Despite his impressive beer credentials, both Max and Brian split the workload right down the middle. Max studied something totally different, but he's really smart and passionate. He picks it up quick and studies it all. For a partner who had nothing to do with brewing, he's developing recipes and making really great beer. We're great friends, and you usually shouldn't go into business with a friend. But I don't think it would work with anyone else. So that's a little bit about Yankee and Kraut. So I'll just explain a little bit more now. So the Rohingya spot is the German purity law, which says that beer can only contain water, hops, malt and yeast. That's it. No other 
ingredients, which is why you don't see any flavoured German beers. And the other thing they mentioned there is they are a contract brewery, sometimes referred to as a gypsy brewery. Um, and if you didn't get the gist of it from the article, a contract brewery or a gypsy brewery are brewers without a brewery. And they brew at other people's sites. Probably the most famous gypsy brewery of them all is Mikola from Denmark. Right, so let's get into the beer review and see what I thought of this beer from Yankee and Kraut. Welcome to my self-isolation for coronavirus here on Manglesey on the North Wales coast. I am bringing you beers from Beer 52. Most of these beers are probably out of date because this is my first box I got in July of last year. So my first beer up is a German brewery. This is Yankee and Kraut. Eden, 5.5% pale ale. Nice little artwork there. The artwork is by Grabowski. So, let's get the cap off this and see what I think. Never tried Yankee and Kraut before. Very, uh, very lively that one. <laughs> it's a nice golden colour. Mmm, smells interesting. Got a lot of head on it. Very big head on it. Huh? Wow, it's very lively. Mmm, smells hoppy. Cheers guys, let's see what I think of this. So it smells hoppy. I'm going to get through all this head, there's lots of head. It's come out with lots of head in it, this one. Mmm, well that is really nice. Mm, nice, sweet, hoppy, yeasty. Got a little bit of that yeastiness in the nose. Um, mm, that's not bad, that. Yes, yeah, very nice. That. Mm, I'm going to give that. Give that four out of five. That is really nice. So, um, from Germany, give this a go. Beer52.com. Sponsor beer. I just happened to have a uh, get a beer subscription with them last year. After Eden. We moved down to Croatia, to the capital Zagreb, and the Garden Brewery. Now this was one of my first tastes of European craft beer. I first found the Garden Brewery in an off-licence in Leeds. can't remember what it was called, it's the one next door to the North Bar. And this was their Session IPA. The Garden Brewery Session IPA. This says, fruity notes of melon and mango with a lingering bitter finish. 4%. Alright, let's get this out into a glass and see what I think. Oh, nice hit. Opens with a nice hiss. Quite lively.
It's got a one, two, three finger white head. It's nice golden beer. Well, let's see what I think of this then. The Garden Brewery from Croatia. I've had these guys many, many times. Really great brewery. This was my first taste of Croatian beer. I first picked this up at a bottle shop in Leeds. Bottle shop off licence. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's the one next to North Bar. There it is. It's a very deep golden, almost orange colour. It looks like a glass of Tizer. For those of you who remember Tizer. Maybe not quite as dark orange as that. Getting there, getting there. Very dark orange, very dark golden colour. Mmm. Yeah, I'm definitely getting melon. It smells quite similar, to be honest, to the uh, one I reviewed last. Mmm. <laughs> not sure about the mango, but I'm definitely getting the melon. So... Cheers guys. Alright, let's see what I think of this. Mm. It's not bad that. It does have a bit of finish, yes. Mm. Not, not sure about that bit of finish, but it's quite nice. Yeah, that's not bad, that's not bad. I got these beers last June, July, last July, because I got a Beer 52 free code at a beer festival in Liverpool last June. Um, so this box I'm drinking now was delivered on the 8th of July 2019. And these beers are just going out of town. This one was can 3rd of June 19, best before 3rd of March 20. So this one expired just at the beginning of the month, but yeah, very nice. Still nice. Um, most of the others are in the next few days or at the end of March, so. Mm. Yeah. Not 100% on that lingering bit of finish, but that's quite nice. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna give that give that a three and a half out of five. So if you can get your hands on this, give it a go. I'm assuming it's on the Beer 52 website. Um, but then again, as this is from eight months ago, maybe not. But we'll see. Or if you when uh, when all this is over and you're able to travel again, if you get if you get out to Estonia. Go to the Garden Brewery, are you? Not Estonia, Croatia, even. Sorry, I'm thinking of the wrong brewery there. <laughs> you get out to Croatia, right, right geographical area. You get out to Croatia, after all this is over. Visit the Garden Brewery, give them a go. So if you see these around in your local bottle shop, give it a go, or in your online bottle drop, give them a go. That is quite nice. <laughs> Got a doggy staring at me. <laughs> right. I'm going to go. I'm going to give that a three and a half out of five. And for my last beer on Monday, I stayed at the Garden Brewery and went for their chocolate and peanut butter stout. 23rd of March 2020. 
having one more beer for the night. It's another from the garden in Croatia and this is peanut butter and chocolate stout. Dark, creamy, decadent with notes of peanut butter, caramel and chocolate. 6.9%. Right. Mmm, smells good. It's difficult to judge how it's beers in that without a third line, but that's roughly correct. Oh, there it is, it's a black colour, it's sort of Coca-Cola colour, it sort of reflects sort of red tint like Coca-Cola does in the light. Was interesting, it's got a one finger tan head. Mm, ooh, ooh, that is nice. You know what? That's the first thing I've had in ages that's got peanut butter in it. It's actually sweet. It's a little bit of dryness as it goes on, but that is nice. The Garden Brewery never disappoint me. Great brewery, great creation brewery. So to find out more about them, visit www.thegarden.hr/brewery. So this is Croatian craft beer. Where are they from? I think they're from actually from the capital, Zagreb, but I'm not entirely sure. Let's have a look at their website. If this thing loads, this, my laptop is from 2014 and ridiculously slow. Yeah. They are from Zagreb. I thought they were. There we go. This was out of date on the 15th of February. <laughs> As I said earlier, I've had this box since last July. So, Hey guys, right, I'm back. I've just realised that I forgot to give that beer a rating. <laughs> I was so obsessed with finding out where it was from. I told you it was really nice. But I forgot to rate it, so the Garden Brewery from Zagreb, chocolate and peanut butter stout, absolutely amazing, amazing beer, nice, sweet, a bit dry peanutiness in the background, very nice, very, very nice, I really enjoyed it, giving that a 4 out of 5, great beer. And their website, if you want to look them up, is www.thegarden.hr slash brewery. I wonder why Croatia's top level domain is .hr, must be something in the local language maybe. A lot of the venues I come on their website, it's a disco ball. The garden don't just run the garden brewery, they have a series of bars. They have six bars around Croatia, three inland and three on the coast. On the coast there's the Garden Lounge Bar in Zadar Old Town, the Garden Resort, a private bay on the crystal Adriatic Sea, and the site of Oslo Music Festival and Barbarella's Disco, which includes an open-air nightclub. And inland, there's the Brewery Tap Room in Zagreb, the City Centre Garden Bar and Kitchen in Zagreb, and another bar and kitchen in Kakovic, situated in the historic castle.
And we were travelling down the Danube, I thought I'd throw that piece in. That was Blue Danube by Johann Strauss. So we're now at the middle of the podcast. So let's go back to day two and see what other beers I had. Evening of Tuesday the 24th, I continued on with my trip down the Danube, taking another three beers from that Beer 52 box. And I started with a brewery from Budapest. I've been out to their tap bar when I went out to Budapest last year. It was one of the beers I really enjoyed at Budapest Beer Week tasting sessions. They're called the Monio Brewing Company. The base in Budapest and the beer I got from them this time, because I've got a few bottles of theirs at home, sat on the shelf, that I brought back with me. But the one that came out of this box was a Hefeweizen called Schatzi. Hey guys, welcome back. Tonight I am continuing to review beers from my Down the Danube box on Beer 52. And we're starting with a beer from Budapest. I went to the Brewtap when I was in Budapest last year. Looking forward to going back this year, but that ain't going to happen now, is it? <laughs> yeah, I'd like some really nice beers from them. I had some good beers from them at Beer Festival for the last two years. And then when, last year I went out and found the brew tap, which is slightly out of the centre, but it's only about half an hour on the tram. Tonight I am drinking Shatsy, a Hefeweizen from Monio Brewing. 5.5% the bottles. I've got the logo on the cap. I've got two beers at home from Monio. I've actually got four bottles, but it's two different beers. Two of the beers I really enjoyed. Last year I brought back, so. and uh, that's the bottle. It's a really weird design. It's got like a cartoon dog on it. It's got a squirrel. It's got a man with something in his hand. So this is a Hefeweizen. So this is going to have, hopefully, this is going to have flavours of clove, banana, you know, things along those lines. Right, let's get this out of the bottle into my glass and see what I think. Back, I have my Dutch Brewery bottle opener. The Heldenbrage. Right. There we go. Oh, and immediately, not much smoke on it, but immediately I can smell that banana. And look, it's there. It's nowhere near me, and almost immediately I can smell that banana of the Hefeweizen. You can't listen to my glass. And see what I think. Whoa, this is lively. Oh, listen to that. That's fizzing away, that is. Oh, look at that colour. That's a nice golden colour. That Head dissipates very quickly to none at all. Oh yeah, that smells like Hefeweizen. Right. Gonna settle it just under the half line, which is fine. So there we go, once again coming out of my Wirral Beer Festival glass. So there it is, it's completely bright golden. No head absolutely. It's not even got any like foamy head around the rim. It's very, very bit carbonated. Look at the bubbles rising up in that. Wow, it's like a cloudy golden colour. Lots and lots and lots of bubbles rising up, so. Mmm, see what I think of this. It's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Definitely tastes of banana, clove. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, it's nice for its style. Um, 
No, I'm going to do that 4 out of 5. That's nice. It's good for a Hefeweizen. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. It's from Monio, so you can't really go wrong with it, can you? After that, I went to Austria to a Brauhaus Bivog, who are in Bad Radkersburg. And I had a beer off them called Tack. 24th of March 2020, I am drinking Tack Pale Ale from Bivog. There it is, got a little cartoony goat thing. Bivog are from Austria, and Tack is German. German is so Danish. It means thanks, and in Polish it means yes. It's a nice, clear golden beer. Quarter finger, very foamy, white head. These are expiring sometime soon. That's the use by this one. Fifth of the second, about a month and 19 days. But it's still not bad. Uh, it's interesting. We do that three and a half out of five. And then I came full circle, going back to Germany, going back to Yankee and Kraut, and going for a beer with a music reference in the name. These are the sort of things I love. This was Stout in the Name of Love. Hey guys, welcome back. It's my last beer of the night, my last beer this week for this for doing this week's beer show. 24th of March 2020. I have come full circle. I started yesterday with Eden from Yankee and Kraut. Come full circle, Yankee and Kraut, Stout in the Name of Love. 5.6% Stout, I believe. So let's get this out into my glass and see what I think of it. As always today, I'm using my De Helden Brouwerish bottle opener that I got in the Netherlands. Rinse my glass out. I'll show you the bottle cap. There's the bottle cap, the Yankee and Kraut bottle cap, the uh, cowboy riding a pig waving a bottle in the air. Yeah, right. Wow, that one didn't even drop off. Ooh, smells good, smells chocolatey. Right, let's decant this into my glass and see what I think. Looks a good colour. There we go. So it's a nice, not quite black, sort of deep ruby colour. Get these down me and see what I think. Not literally, obviously, I don't want to drop a black beer down this, it'd make a mess. Cheers, guys. Mmm. This is a bit of a chocolatey nose, but not that much on the nose. It's got a quarter finger, very foamy tan head. Mmm, ooh, ooh, that's really nice. Little chocolatey, little smoky, maybe a little chipolata. Sort of chocolate and chipolata, maybe. What was the use by on this? Oh no, this one's still in date. First of the 7th at 20. That's alright then. It's good till July. <laughs> The website is yankeeandkraut.de Our website is currently under construction. 
I didn't need to know German to understand what that meant. I'm enjoying that. It's really nice. It's deep. It's rich. It's chocolatey. Mm, I'm going to give that a 4 out of 5. That is really, really nice. I hope you've enjoyed this trip down the Danube with me this show. I drank six out of the eight beers that came in this box. So there's two left for another time, another show. If you have any comments, questions, or if there's anything you've seen that you think I should try and review, then you can get in contact by emailing cyberbeer at cyberbeer.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram using at cyber underscore beer. Or you can find us on Facebook by typing in cyberbeer. And if you want to see the process in process, follow me on Twitter and Periscope. Periscope is just at cyberbeer, all one word. Or you can watch through the Twitter account or on the Facebook account. I go live on Facebook as well. On a Monday and a Tuesday, set your notifications because I never really know when I'm going to go live. Don't have a set time. It depends on the weather. It's sometimes afternoon, sometimes it's evenings. Sometimes it's a bit of both. And occasionally I do a weekend as well, a Saturday or a Sunday. Or both. So just stay tuned to find out what's going on. So like, set your notifications. So you're notified when I go live. To find out where I am and what I'm doing that week. And remember to subscribe to the podcast so you get the next episode when it drops. Thank <laughs> you.